As an entrepreneur and business owner, it is important to understand your business's financial situation. I've found that if you relate your business to how you run your home successfully, your business will thrive. Hi, I'm Laura Street, founder and owner of Sunstone Debt Solutions. Thank you for joining me for this week's episode of Home and Business Chapter by Chapter, where we relate business books to our home and business. This season, we are reading Free to Focus by Michael Hyatt. Are you ready? Let's get started. Hello, welcome to the first episode of Home and Business Chapter by Chapter. Our book this season is Free to Focus by Michael Hyatt. While it isn't necessary, you might want to buy this book or check it out from your library and follow along with the podcast. Free to Focus is a great book that really helps us manage our time, and we're going to use it to make your business and home run more smoothly. While I am a big fan of Michael Hyatt and I have a few of his books on my shelf, I am in no way affiliated with Michael Hyatt or Hyatt and Company. I will not receive any commissions or compensation from the purchase of their products, and all of the opinions expressed are my own. We're going to look at this book a little differently than Michael Hyatt probably intended. We're going to work through the exercises and apply them not only to our business, but to our home life as well. I have found through my coaching practice that entrepreneurs and new business owners have an easier and less stressful time managing their business when they see equivalence between their home and work. It's easier to understand concepts when they're described in the ways and terms that we are most comfortable with. In fact, I have a freebie on my website that helps explain one of the most useful financial reports, the profit and loss, sometimes called the P&L or income statement. I created this freebie to help explain this financial report in more familiar terms. For instance, I relate business income to your take-home wages and specific business expenses like uniforms to comparable household expenses like clothing. I go into much more detail in the freebie itself. You can download the profit and loss at sunstonedebtsolutions.com forward slash P and L. That is the letter P as in profit, A-N-D, and the letter L as in loss. So now that I've explained that, let's dig in. In the introduction titled Stepping into Focus, Michael Hyatt talks about how we're living in the information economy and have been for decades. Herbert Simon, a professor of computer science and psychology at Carnegie Mellon University said, information consumes the attention of its recipients and a wealth of information creates a poverty of attention. To put it more simply, if we feel that everything is important and we treat everything at the same level of importance, then nothing is important. For instance, at home, if we rank the three tasks in order of importance, cooking dinner, dusting, and playing with your child as equally important, each task suffers. In my home, cooking dinner is probably the most important thing to get done every day. If there's no dinner, we don't have the nourishment that our bodies need and everything suffers. Dusting is important because we have a wood-burning stove that creates ash. It seems to get everywhere. And playing with my son is important because I love him and I believe that it's extremely valuable to his development and our relationship to spend one-on-one -on -one time together. Plus, I really enjoy it. In my house, playing with my son is more important than dusting, so I choose my son over the dusting. That doesn't mean that dusting isn't important. I just need to prioritize that chore over something else at a later time. It all gets done, but they aren't equally important. We can run through the same exercise with our business. Perhaps you're in a profession that requires annual continuing education credits. 
You will also need to meet with clients and you want to update your marketing material. If you're close to your deadline for your continuing ed credits, that would be the most important. The credits allow you to continue working and the education updates you on the most recent rules and regulations. The classes help you give your clients the best service, which leads to referrals and more clients. Plus, if you aren't current with licensing requirements, you won't have a license. Therefore, no business. However, if you aren't close to your deadline for requirements and you have an opportunity to work with clients and give them great service, your clients, current and future, would take priority. Again, if you don't have clients, you don't have a business. Now, looking at the need or want to update your marketing material. Let's say that every time you look at your website, you cringe, or you don't like your client welcome packets and you just want to redo the whole system. This might become most important to do if you're getting to a point that you need to put in an order with the printer, or your favorite web designer is finally available. You might need to prioritize your marketing material for a week over everything else. There are always tasks to be done. We just need to be able to prioritize what is legitimately important at the time and what is pretending to be. Honestly, do you really need to clean out your work or personal email right this minute? Or should you be working on something else, like planning the menu for your family for the week or reaching out to your customers? If we don't learn to prioritize correctly, we're going to experience a lot of negative outcomes because of the stress that results. I find that I experience way more anxiety if I'm stressed. When I'm having problems with anxiety, I become way less productive and a lot more distracted. You may experience anxiety too, or your physical health could suffer. Stress can cause heart problems like high blood pressure, which could put you at a higher risk of heart attacks or strokes. Stress can also cause digestive problems like cramping, inflammation, or even make diseases like IBS worse. Ooh, nobody wants that. I'm guessing that like me, you've pinned blogs on Pinterest, made endless checklists, and even tried to trade sleep for time just to get everything done. And just like me, I'm sure you've discovered that none of that makes you more productive. I found that this book, Free to Focus, is one of the best guides to organize my business and my home. It has helped me to address some stress-causing areas in my schedule. Hyatt & Company also makes the tool, the Full Focus Planner. The planner is a big help in this area, and you'll see that it is referenced in this book. I like using this planner, and I find it very helpful because I can take the time to write out my thoughts and goals for the week. I enjoy the process of going over my wins at the end of the week and reevaluating what could be done better for the next week. That's why I chose to hold the contest to announce this podcast with the Full Focus Planner as the prize. Thank you to all who entered and got signed up to receive the weekly email that supplements this podcast. Those who will get the weekly emails are going to get extra information and resources that will help them get more productive. I got such a positive response to this contest that I'll be running a similar one when we reach the end of this book. So stay tuned for that. Now let's get back into Free to Focus. Free to Focus is separated into three steps. The first step is stop, the second is cut, and the third is act. In the first step, stop, we'll learn, and I'm quoting Michael Hyatt here, what's the purpose of productivity? Unless you first know why you're working, you can't properly evaluate how you're working. That is why we start the book at stop. We need to stop what we're currently doing because it isn't working, and we need to learn what to do to be more productive. Stop is divided into three chapters, formulate, 
evaluate, and rejuvenate. The first chapter, Formulate, helps us create our productivity vision that determines what our productivity ideal looks like. We will imagine our ideal work and home life balance so that we can understand why we want to be more productive. We need to know what's important to us and how we want to spend our time because time is a fixed asset and we can't make more of it. We need to figure out why we should choose one task over the others while at work or at home. We may not be doing that already. Creating our productivity vision will help us understand if we're using our day wisely and working on the right tasks or if we're just wasting our precious time. Through the exercises provided at the end of each chapter, we will clarify exactly what we want out of productivity or what our objectives are. The book lists three common productivity objectives in the chapter formulate. Efficiency, success, and freedom. That is freedom to focus, freedom to be present, freedom to be spontaneous, and even freedom to do nothing. Wouldn't that be nice? This chapter is designed to help us get clear on which of the three objectives is ours. For instance, for your business, your goal might be to focus on success. You might be at a stage in your life where you want to achieve great financial success now so that you can retire early and travel the world. At home, your goal might be to be more spontaneous, which is the freedom objective. You can wake up and decide that you want to take your family camping for the weekend or even a simple walk to play in the park. We move from formulate into evaluate, which is the second chapter in stop. In the evaluate chapter, we will talk about the four zones of productivity. These help us to understand our work in terms of our passion and our proficiency. Our passion is how much we like our work, and our proficiency is more than just what we're good at. As Michael Hyatt calls it, it's skill plus contribution, meaning what you contribute to the world that the world values. It's the stuff you do great, and that's why you started your business. Looking at Zone 4 first, we learn about the drudgery zone. This is where we are low on proficiency and passion. Zone 3 is the disinterest zone, high proficiency but low passion. Zone 2 is the distraction zone, high passion but low proficiency. And Zone 1 is the desire zone, high passion and high proficiency. This is where we want to be working. There is also a fifth zone that is not on the grid we'll be using. It is the development zone. This is the place that we'll gauge work that isn't in the desire zone but could move into it. If all of this is hard to visualize, don't worry. Remember the weekly emails that I mentioned earlier? Well, before each podcast, I send out an email to everyone who has signed up to be on the mailing list. That includes helpful notes and links to help you get the most out of the chapter. I'll send you a copy of this grid along with lots of other helpful information. Be sure to sign up for those emails at sunstonedebtsolutions.com forward slash focus. Another asset that I'll send to you in that email is the link to the Freedom Compass exercise. The Freedom Compass helps you find your true north, your desire zone, which is what Michael Hyatt says is the secret to productivity. True productivity is about doing more of what is in your desire zone and less of everything else. One piece of good news about the four zones is that just because the task is in your drudgery zone doesn't mean that it's in everyone else's drudgery zone. For instance... I love bookkeeping and budgeting. I mean, this is the top spot in my work and even in my home desire zone. That's good news for me because it provides me with a job that other people don't like doing. Bookkeeping and budgeting is in a lot of people's drudgery zone. 
I call those people my clients. Another example of my home life desire zone would be scrubbing the floors and cleaning the bathroom. The problem with that is that I have other tasks in my disinterest zone that I need to accomplish before I can get to those cleaning tasks. In this chapter, we'll talk about how we might be able to move some tasks that are in our drudgery zone into the desire zone. We'll also touch on delegating tasks, but we'll learn a lot more about delegating in chapter 6. The final chapter in STOP is rejuvenate. We have to rejuvenate because time is a fixed asset and we can't actually make more of it to be more productive. But we can be more productive when we have more energy, and the best way to gain energy is to take the time to rejuvenate. When we have more energy, we are more creative, more productive, and honestly, more pleasant to be around. Michael Hyatt discusses the seven basic practices that will renew our personal energy. They are sleep, eat, move, connect, play, reflect, and unplug. The benefits of these basic practices seem pretty self-explanatory, but the chapter goes into greater detail about the results achieved by taking the time to rejuvenate. I've recently learned this firsthand. I've started running again following a Couch to 5K app. This act falls into the move practice. I've adjusted my work schedule to start about 45 minutes later than I had been starting. I take that time to run and take a shower. I'm finding that I have a lot more energy throughout the rest of my day. I'm working more accurately on my clients' books, which leads to less time for the review after the completion of the work. In my home life, I feel like I'm in a better mood. I'm sure it's a lot more pleasant for my family to be around me. Our dinners are more enjoyable, and the nighttime routine feels less hectic for me. I attribute all of this to my body feeling better, less stiff, and stronger. I believe that because my body feels better, my mood is happier. Finishing up the rejuvenate chapter of stop leads us to the next step, cut. In step two, cut, we're going to focus on the three chapters, eliminate, automate, and delegate. Michael Hyatt says that it's in this step that we'll discover that what we don't do is just as important to productivity as what we do. In the chapter eliminate, we'll discover the, quote, two most powerful words in productivity and how to use them to banish the time bandits stealing your hours. For a sneak peek, I'll tell you that one of the two words is a not surprising no. If you're like me, you don't like to tell people no. And so I usually say yes. But even when I'm saying yes, I'm actually saying no. Here's why. When we say yes to one task, we have to say no to another. This all goes back to the principle in Rejuvenate that time is a fixed asset. For instance, if we say yes to a client that has an after-hours request, even if we plan to go out to dinner with our spouse or partner, we are in essence saying no to our loved one and also say no to ourselves because we would enjoy time with someone we love. If we say yes to a meeting with a salesperson instead of no, we need to say no to something else, like a meeting with a client or taking the time to review our business metrics. Michael Hyatt says that we need to ask ourselves, quote, what will I have to give up in order to say yes to this opportunity? Or will saying no to this allow me to say yes to something better? Facing these trade-offs head-on is empowering, especially for those who struggle with saying no, like me. We will learn to follow what will make us most productive, our desire zone. We will accomplish this by creating the not-to-do list. Eliminate is a great chapter, and I'm looking forward to going into this one deeper in a few weeks. The second chapter in the cut step and the fifth chapter of the book is called Automate. 
In Automate, we learn about four types of automations that help simplify the day. They are self-automation, template automation, process automation, and tech automation. The first one is self-automation. This would be things like rituals. We all have our rituals that we perform every day, like when we take a shower, we tend to clean in a certain order, or when we make breakfast. I always like to start with making coffee. Coffee is a big part of my morning ritual. For automation number two, template automation, Michael Hyatt talks about email templates and how they make answering emails easier. At work, we can have a set of emails that answer frequently asked questions. At home, we can use a template to respond to children's birthday party invites or other emails that might occur regularly. Number three is process automation. These are the business's standard operating procedures, or SOPs, for tasks that are performed at work. We can also create SOPs for home, like how to properly clean the kitchen or do the laundry. These SOPs will make processes easier for people when the chores start getting delegated, just like SOPs at work help us delegate work to our employees. And the final automation that is covered is tech automation. Michael Hyatt goes into great detail about the tech automation that he uses in his business. He is a big fan of keyboard shortcuts. The best thing about using those kinds of shortcuts is that you don't need to type everything out or use your mouse if you don't want to. It makes using your computer a little faster when it's for personal use or work tasks. Honestly, almost all tech is in my drudgery zone. So when I got to this automation, I was happy to learn some shortcuts. We wrap up the Automate chapter with a tool provided by Michael Hyatt and company called the Workflow Optimizer. I think you're going to get a lot of use out of that worksheet. The final chapter in the cut step is Delegate. We will learn the method that is probably the best method to get back time, but the most difficult for me, delegation. Michael Hyatt talks about delegation meaning, quote, focusing primarily on the work only you can do by transferring everything else to others who are more passionate about the work or proficient in the tasks. In other words, we need to focus on tasks in our desire zone and delegate other tasks to people who are better suited to the work. We determine what to delegate by going through the freedom compass that we created in chapter two, but we use it in reverse order. So instead of starting with the desire zone, we start with the drudgery zone. Your tasks will be unique to your situation, but here are some examples of what might be delegated. Depending on what kind of business you have, you might delegate web design, marketing, or bookkeeping. Even if you are a solopreneur, you can hire a virtual assistant, also called a VA, to complete those tasks. You want to be able to personally focus on what is in your business's desire zone. For your home, you might hire a housekeeper to clean all of your home or just perform a couple of tasks like cleaning the bedrooms or washing your windows. You could buy a subscription to meal kits to delegate the prep portion of cooking dinner. You can even send out all of your laundry to delegate that task. The decision should be based on what is in your desire zone of the Freedom Compass and what is in your budget. After you figure out what you can delegate, you need to know how to do it. Michael Hyatt goes into how to delegate in a lot of detail in Chapter 6. I'll cover that more extensively when we reach that chapter in six weeks. The next chapter in the ACT step is Consolidate. I've also heard consolidation being called blocking or time blocking. I'm sure you've heard by now that multitasking isn't really something that people can accomplish well. A Georgetown computer scientist named Cal Newport once said that when you switch between tasks, quote, your attention doesn't immediately follow. A residue of your attention remains stuck thinking about the original task. So when we try to do two or more things at once, 
Our brains can't shift full focus to each task. We are thinking about all of the tasks at the same time, resulting in working inefficiently and not achieving the best results. In this chapter, we'll learn about how to group like activities together and follow a plan that Michael Hyatt calls mega-batching. He also explains how to plan your ideal week. He breaks the work that is done in a business into three groups, front stage, backstage, and off stage. As described by Michael Hyatt, front stage activities are the key functions of your job. These are mainly the activities in your desire zone. In my coaching business, my front stage tasks are meeting with clients. At home, a front stage task would be serving dinner to my family or to friends if we're having people over. The backstage activities are tasks that enable you to do your front stage work well. Following my example of my coaching business, a backstage activity would be prepping for my meeting with a client. I would review my notes from our last meeting, go over the outline for our next meeting, and do research and gather resources that would be helpful for my client. At home, with the dinner example, the backstage task would be meal planning, shopping, prepping ingredients, and then actually cooking the dinner that I'm going to serve. The last stage is offstage, and it's the same in either your business or your home. Offstage is the time when you're not working. It's the time that you're relaxing, spending time with your family or friends. For me, offstage would be something like going on a hike with my family. Offstage is everything that fits in Chapter 3, the rejuvenate step. After defining what front stage, backstage, and offstage are, Michael Hyatt goes on to explain what our ideal week is and how to plan it. This is a great step in reaching our goal of productivity. This is also where we start using the full focus planner that I mentioned earlier. Don't worry if you don't have this specific planner. In my weekly email, I'll include a link to where you can download a free copy of the Ideal Week template. Again, you can sign up for those weekly emails at sunstonedebtsolutions.com forward slash focus. We'll dive deeper into the Ideal Week when we cover Chapter 8. The final chapter of the ACT step is Chapter 9, Activate. In the Activate chapter, we will learn how to beat interruptions and distractions. Michael Hyatt describes interruptions as an external input that breaks your concentration, a drop-in visit, a phone call, an email, anything that pulls you away from the work you're supposed to be doing. When you're at home, this interruption is probably Amazon knocking at your door with a package or your child wanting you to make a snack. He describes distractions as anything internal that disables or destroys concentration. Things like thinking about what you want to schedule for later, or even something as simple as singing along to the song that you like. At home, a distraction would be something like taking a load of laundry to the washing machine, but then you see dishes in the sink that need to be put in the dishwasher. Suddenly, you're wiping down the counters and sorting the mail. Meanwhile, the laundry still needs to get started. We learn that every time we switch tasks, we train our brains to become more distracted and shorten our attention spans. That is definitely not what we want to happen. This chapter gives us tips on how to eliminate both interruptions and distractions. It teaches us how to train our brains to focus better and for longer stretches of time. We will develop an action plan to minimize disruptions in the day. We will cover more about this chapter when we reach it in nine weeks. The final chapter of the book is called Put Your Focus to Work. This chapter summarizes the steps we covered in the book Free to Focus. When we reach this final chapter, we will wrap up the first season and discuss the high points of everything we've covered. 
We're also going to have another contest to win another full focus planner, so stay tuned for details to come. Thank you for listening to this first episode of Home and Business Chapter by Chapter. It is time to take your free-to-focus productivity assessment. You can locate the link to the assessment at sunstonedebtsolutions.com. Just click on the podcast link and you will find the assessment in the show notes. Next Wednesday, we will be covering Chapter 1, Formulate, in the Stop section. If you'd like to sign up for the weekly supplemental emails with links to each of the chapter's exercises, please visit sunstonedebtsolutions.com forward slash focus. I hope you enjoyed this episode and will continue to join us. Don't forget to subscribe to have your episodes automatically delivered each week to your feed. I would also appreciate your support for this podcast. Please share with anyone that you think would find it useful, and please leave a five-star rating and review. Thank you. We'll see you next week.